0: I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable Find some southern charm in a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Terry and I first off want to thank everyone. Last week we celebrated our 50th episode of Secrets from the South. Now we're on to episode 51. And we couldn't have done it without you. And this week's topic is probably one everybody can relate to. We're going to talk about things that annoy you. That's right. Well, you know, the grinding of teeth. Someone talking to you while you're trying to watch a movie. Your spouse eating the last piece of chicken? Yeah, you know what I mean. Welcome to this week's episode titled Pet Peeves. (music) Terry, it almost feels like the dog days of summer and we're only into June so far.
1: Oh, it's been hot and muggy for, I'd say, the last week or two. Well,
0: you know how it is in the South. The hotter it gets, well, the people's nerves and tensions get a little bit edgier as they go along and pet peeves start to really get on people's nerves
1: oh my goodness i could name about 10 right now so what does that say about me
0: (laughs) you've got a few don't you is it
1: probably a small amount
0: do you find that the pet peeves more in public or things around your house that get on your nerves more than anything
1: Uh, What does it say if I say both?
0: (laughs) Well, I, I, I see that. Angie claims that there's probably a lot with me. She And, of course, I think this is probably on everybody's list out there because I don't believe it, number one, but she tries to say that I snore and that I aggravate her. But I can also say in the same token, no matter what company I ever work for ever again, And after I finally done some research, they can't force you to do this. You know how you go on these trips and they make you stay with somebody and they snore all night? They cannot make you do that. And I will never stay with nobody else on a business trip without it being an emergency. I ain't doing it.
1: I I can't even think of the last time that I've taken a business trip and had to... Bunk up with somebody. Now but, I've gone on many a uh, tennis trip and
0: your friend. Yeah, and that's and, different.
1: Yeah, and those are your friends. Now your friends still can be friends that
0: that snore. Right, but you can put up with your friend. But it's when it's just somebody you work with, and they tell you you don't have a choice that uh, the room's too expensive, you got to share one. And uh, I ain't ever doing that again. They can fire me if they want to. I'm not. Hopefully, never have to work for anybody else again under their rules. But that was awful, and uh, I didn't like it.
1: Well. So, that, are you saying that's one of your pet peeves? Yeah, just having to be put in that kind of situation.
0: You can't sleep. It's it, you know, it's your time in your bed that maybe four hours you get before you have to go back to that meeting again, and it's going to be boring.
1: Well, let me ask you this: Do you think when it comes to pet peeves that we have more patience with people that we don't know, friends? Or family. Now that family obviously includes your spouse.
0: But that's you know at first I would say my first reaction was to answer it. Well, probably friends and family. But I remembered one time where I had a pet peeve. I was in an airport and it caught me off guard, Terry, of the rudeness. And rudeness bothers me. And it was a little old lady, and I guess that's why I held my temperament. And and I'm going to say this, just as it happened. I'd left Corpus Christi and I ended up, I was going somewhere up north and I was in Atlanta, Georgia, waiting for a plane. And this little old lady who looked extremely nice beside me, I mean, she just looked like the perfect little mama there. And she was with her daughter and they were going on a a daughter something weekend trip to Charleston, South Carolina. And they were sitting there talking about it. And I said, gosh, if you like Charleston, South Carolina, I said, you really need to come to Mississippi to Natchez. And she looks at me and she goes, "I wouldn't go to your racist state if I had to." And I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it took my breath away. And my first response was, "I'm just going to hurt a little old lady." And you
1: gonna take her cane and beat her with it?
0: And, and you know why? Why did she say that? Number one, but I, I got my composure because it isn't nice to do ladies like that. And I, and I showed my Southern hospitality by getting up and moving to another chair, and I didn't say anything else to him because it really got under my crawl being accused of something I wasn't. And she was just, you know, just because it had antebellum homes, we were racist.
1: Well, are there are probably racist people in Mississippi, as there are racist people in every state. Absolutely. But what they did was they stereotyped you as being a racist. Right. And I guess they said that racist state. And and listen, but, but, we have a past that doesn't mean that you're racist. That doesn't mean that our state is even more racist than any other state. But
0: racist comes in every color. Let oh, me yeah, just oh, say yeah, that. Absolutely. And, and she, oh boy. I, and I'll never forget her little face there. But let me ask you this. Did you ever have any pet
1: peeves that were just like simple? Like, let's just say your spouse doesn't close a door in the kitchen. They open up something, get a glass out, and
0: leave the door open. To see, that wouldn't bother me.
1: Okay. Or what about if.
0: Now, I know a lot of ladies, this is their big one, is the toilet seat.
1: Oh, my goodness. And I they. Can't, but I can't say that. I mean, I've got my spouse. Yeah, you know, I've just. I you
0: know, got I, lucky on that one. I've heard of ladies falling in it in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean.
1: Now, that would be a pet peeve if I had that type of situation. You know, you're half asleep. Yeah. You have to get it. You know, and the older you get, The more you got to go. So that's already frustrating as it is. And then, and of course, I'm not speaking from experience or anything. (laughs) And then, you know, I only get up three or four times a night. But anyway, but then... You fall in the commode? Yeah, yeah, I probably would be pissed. I gotta admit it.
0: <laughs> no cliché meant there. <laughs> but you know, you've been around me when I, uh when I drank a couple, of two or three, four cups of coffee and uh, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I can't help it. It just it does happen the older you get.
1: Yeah, but you know, for our listeners, let's just let's go ahead and say what the definition of a pet peeve is. Let's just make sure we're all on the same page. So it says a pet peeve is a behavior or display that generates slight annoyance in people. Slight annoyance. Slight? I think for some people it's more than slight annoyance. It says these aren't things that are so inappropriate or rude that, that they necessarily warrant taking action, but are generally bothersome in a way that will make you roll your eyes in frustration.
0: Now, I'll admit to this. I probably have a flaw that aggravates other people, but I can't help it. And I don't know how to stop it, Terry. I mean, I know that I have the problem, but it's during conversation, you know, my years of being in radio and then the the thing that I do now and what we're doing now, I was taught from day one to control the conversation and butt in. And I have a bad habit of over-talking someone. And I, I can't, but, but it's because of the radio background to where you're supposed to cut it off, handle the situation and go on. And then you take it into general conversation and you can't stop.
1: I've not noticed that, believe it or not, but that is going to be one of the ones that we're going to get to. So we're going to see where you are. And these are 60 pet peeves. And I'll just be honest. We probably won't even get into the top 10 because we could spend. Ten or fifteen minutes on each one of them, but oh, let's oh, just
0: start oh, with. Oh, well, no, I got to do another one. I, I can't. We can't get into this without this one. Okay. In this See, you just butted in, Scotty. I did. <laughs> but this is where, and it deals with late. It men, I guess it maybe gets I'm But a woman, I just, I can't handle this. There's just certain things a woman ain't supposed to do, and I'm doing the ain't there because I feel like it's appropriate. A woman should never burp in public. I can't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's beyond a pet peeve. That's just not ladylike.
1: Do you I, know what I mean? Please don't tell me that you have family members that do that. No,
0: I've been in restaurants and, and they do that. Yes, I'm like, have you no
1: cooth? Well,
0: you you seriously, Terry? You have bad to heard some old gal do it before?
1: Well, I'm I'm sure I have, but maybe it's the type of restaurant that you're uh, going to, Scotty. <laughs> Number Maybe three. you need to up your game.
0: <laughs> get off those uh, number menus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you need to get off the one star menus and going up to
0: the five star. And then you know, also with that, I'll go ahead and throw in of uh, a lady cussing in public. uh he, it ain't supposed to happen. She ain't supposed to do it. She may do it behind a closed door, but don't you do it in public in front of me? That oh, it gets me.
1: Well, I mean, I have to admit that I've had one or two of those slip out. But I, I, I That's get your not point. What I mean
0: by that of yeah, vulgar. I mean you don't
1: mean like. Cuss like a sailor out in front of That's somebody. That's what I'm yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just think that kind of goes hand in hand with how you stereotype somebody. Right. And I could go into- If she looks the part. Where they, exactly. So, and I won't go any further than that. But anyway, all right, so let's get back to pet peeve number one. And you okay. see if you agree with this. This is micromanagement. It says most people don't like it being insinuated that they can't do their work well. Micromanaging inherently does that because it means being on top of everything that someone does. I mean, you've been a manager. I have. I guess I'd have to have my folks call in and see what they say, but would you say that that would have been your style of?
0: Absolutely not.
1: And then put yourself on the other hand. Have you ever been micromanaged? Yes. And,
0: and how did you take don't it? Don't like it. It, uh, it, you know, you tell me what to do. There's always two ways to skin a cat. And just because you do it that way doesn't mean that I can't do it a different way and we arrive at the same place at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I think what you have to do is just trust. Yeah. And so you give somebody an assignment or a project or the responsibility. And then if they're not doing it, I think that coaching can come into play. But standing over somebody, and I think sometimes we're if we are some of those folks that are controlling, well, we like to have things done a certain way. And it's real difficult for people to back off and let them do it their own way. Like you said, yeah, it is. I'm going to get to the same result. I'm just going to get there differently. So I felt like that I can kind of see where people might feel like that micromanaging would be number one.
0: All right, give me another.
1: Right, here's another. One. And this kind of goes into your belching thing loud chewing or drinking he says there's no substitute for a meal as quickly as loud chewing or drinking it's regarded as rude because it's unpleasant sound to hear nobody wants to be interrupted by munching or slurping while they're trying to enjoy their dinner have you ever as especially i'm assuming this takes place in every household regardless of what region or what country you live in but to some countries and we'll talk about that it's a little bit different but i just know for me growing up you did not dare do that at the table. Back then, and it's different now, we don't find as many families that sit at the kitchen table and True. have dinner. It's, we've kind of migrated away from that, and I think that's bad. But at my house, oh, my gosh. If we were called slurping or
0: well, – There's another term for My dad called, uh, would have said something. Smacking. Don't be smacking at the table.
1: Uh, and kids – you know that's something that you have to teach kids and so i know that with my daughter you know we would teach at an early age quit smacking and they would say i'm not yes you are you're smacking and then you'd have their friends come over and then they would smack and then you know your kid would say well why don't you say something to sally she's smacking you know oh that was just almost like fingernails on a chalkboard i
0: got that but
1: again it's not my child But I can see how that could be annoying. As grown adults, you surely don't expect grown adults to do it. correct? But in some countries, it's almost thought of as a way of showing respect for who prepared the meal, and they smack.
0: You know what that is, don't you? What? They just rednecks and don't know it.
1: No, this is actually in other countries. That's what they actually, well, they may be rednecks and don't know it. And I would find it very difficult to get through a meal like that. That would just be, uh, I I mean, I'd, I would probably have be white knuckled under the table. That would drive me crazy. What else we
0: got on your list here?
1: Okay. Let's see. This is going to be one that I know that's going to hit home to you. And that is being late.
0: Oh, Oh yeah. There's, I can't handle that
1: says everyone has important places to be and being late to a scheduled meeting or a meal can cause a riff in someone's whole day. Every once in a while circumstances happen. Once it becomes an ongoing issue, it's a sign of disrespect and will be frustrating to almost anyone who endures it. And I guarantee you could tell me folks that you could that you know you would uh-huh. you'd put down 10 bucks and say they're coming in they're going to be late.
0: Yep. We all have them.
1: Every single time. I mean, they're habitually late. Now, I've always had this unwritten rule, like we're going to a party. Me personally, I don't want to be the first one at the party. I want to be what you would say casually late. But now that's different than being late for work. You ever notice those people that are late for work? You know, they had a flying saucer that ran out in <laughs> yeah. front of the car and they had slam on brakes. And when they did, they had a tire blow out. And then, you know, it's just one series of things. And that's what there's always an excuse. What I hate is a pet peeve, and I'll throw it in there. Okay. Is they won't own it. True. I would rather somebody just say, I just couldn't get my butt out of bed, and that's why I was late. But, you know, you take,
0: for example, Terry, what I do now, uh, you know, my my weather and everything that I do, and then my morning show, which is now on television, when the clock strikes eight, I got to be there. There is no... Eight oh one. There's no eight oh one and fifteen seconds. Oh well, I mean, seconds. your whole it is,
1: your whole business depends on that.
0: It is to the T, and you got to be sitting there when and you're do on it.
1: radio or TV. I yeah. don't think they're going to wait and say the and the audience is just going to say, "Oh, Scotty Ray will be there. He's just running late."
0: Yeah, it don't happen.
1: No, it doesn't. And sooner or later, you don't find yourself being in business
0: anymore. Yeah, you would lose all your listenership. It's oh yeah, and all your sponsors about being on time.
1: All right, here's another one, and you just this is you, Scotty. You Uh-oh. just admitted this interrupting. Yeah, This is a big habit to avoid if you want to remain on people's good side. When someone interrupts another person, it means they don't care what you have to say. And that can be annoying fairly quickly. Now, I'll be honest. I've not heard that. Now, you're owning it and saying that's something that you do and you have to work on. I have had my husband tell me that I tend to do that to him from time to time. And that drives him crazy.
0: Well, like during an interview, if there's a moment of silence... As the guy that's in charge of it, you think they don't know, so you've got to interject something to jog the memory to make them come in, and, you know, you'll walk all over them, and it's just so hard to break.
1: I have the, the situations that sometimes I find myself in is my memory is on short-term drive, and if I don't say it right then, honestly, sometimes the reason I interrupt people it won't is be if I don't seconds. say it right then, I will lose it. And is that the right way to handle it? Probably not. But I mean, when you have short-term memory like me, I mean, sometimes I mean like going I get in a room it. and it's like, okay, why did I go in here? I mean, I've done stuff like that continuously, days in a row. I mean, you start to think, okay, maybe I got bigger problems than interrupting folks. But sometimes that's why I find myself interrupting. Or people who walk slow. I mean, does that bother you?
0: Uh, not necessarily because I don't stay behind them. I'll just walk around them. Yeah, and, and, but, and you know, and, I guess the bad part here is, Terry, I am the slow walker because it just hit me. You know, when I'm out hunting with folks, I'm always the last one. Always. I'm a, Angie's did we went to New Orleans and I got a quarter mile behind everybody. I'm a fast walker, so
1: this would be something that would stress me stress me out it says there's nothing more stressful than being in a rush on foot through a city and getting caught behind a slow walker and there's no way to get around them. That is called not that you have a pet peeve on people who walk slow. It's that you don't have patience, and that is me, to A yeah. don't have patience.
0: But I'm your slow walker. Uh, that's me. I'm, I'm guilty.
1: Staring at someone's phone. They're talking about in a technological age, a person's phone is a sacred private possession. Looking at their screen and trying to get a glimpse of what they're doing will rub many people the wrong way. I, I would say... That doesn't bother me as much as I have. I cannot stand a pet peeve of mine is people in stores carrying on a loud conversation yeah. with somebody on the other end and they're in a store
0: in line trying to pay for it and you're behind. Yeah. And you, you got to listen to it.
1: Exactly. Now they don't care.
0: The thing I can stare at your phone all day over there, but you know what?
1: You can't see it. I
0: can't read it. So you can put whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say that would be a pet peeve of mine. All right. And here's another one clipping your nails. In public, the sound and sight of little bits of stranger's nails falling waywardly away from a clipper sends shivers down most people's spines. It's a habit that will gross out everyone around you if you do it in public instead of the privacy of your bathroom. I think we got bigger problems than nails. You, you I mean, know, you got people that do most anything.
0: You know, the in public common, now, and they don't think there' a thing about it. Common thing in the South, and it doesn't bother me because I grew up all the time. Is that you're talking to somebody and an old boy whoops out his pocket knife and cleans his fingernails. Oh yeah, it's just a common thing here. That that doesn't get me. No, toenails might get to me, but oh, that I doesn't. think
1: toenails now that would. That would gross me out. Because
0: have you ever been in line and you can't help but you you know you're waiting there and you look down and the person in front of you's got those awful looking toes and you're like, gosh, cover those up. Yeah, you the, need you to know, wear the toenails that are crooked. Yeah, little-
1: you need closed toe shoes. <laughs> you do not need to be wearing sandals for you guys out there that fall in that category. And
0: you know, and then you know, we had Doctor Alan Brown on uh, that done the ghost stories. Yeah, exactly. Us. And then you know, we go back to this story he and I told of the the lady that I was behind in McDonald's. And she's standing in line, and I start – I see it, and I start looking because they're all waiting at the booth behind me that are with me in my group, and I start pointing to it. She had these long hairs. She had hairier legs than I did, and I took a picture of it because nobody would believe me that this woman had this big hairy leg on herself. But you know that bothered me too.
1: So what would you do if she whipped out a uh, toenails and started a uh, toenail clipper and started clipping her toenails? <laughs> that old girl
0: show wasn't gonna be cold.
1: Sounds like she had. Uh, that's why she had some hair on her legs. Okay, here's one that does bother most people. Standing too close to another person. It says personal space is valuable and most people will become irritated if another person is standing within their bubble. And you know how you talk about your bubble. Why it's always been the unspoken rule to get people around your room. This pet peeve has become amplified in 2020.
0: Yeah, with the old pandemic thing going on.
1: You do have people that. They don't mean a thing by it.
0: But get right in your face to talk to you. Oh, yeah.
1: And there was a episode on Seinfeld where Elaine's boyfriend, I mean, he would, like, come right up. (laughs) And, I mean, he was, like, right up on you talking to you. And I don't know of anybody when somebody kind of gets in their space that it doesn't kind of weird them out a little bit. And the bad thing about it is most of them are innocent and they don't even realize they're in their space and they don't like it.
0: But the show about nothing was great. I love that show. Oh, Absolutely.
1: Okay. Number 10 is talking with someone with headphones in. And we just talked about this. This is, but this is when someone is listening to music with headphones and it gives a clear sign that they're not in the mood to start a conversation. Choosing to ignore this and proceed with talking to them anyway will probably leave them feeling annoyed. I I just don't think that I'd have a conversation if somebody had headphones on. I mean, they're obviously not, not interested in it.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I've never been faced with that.
1: Okay. So, this is the one that I just told you earlier. This is number 11, and I didn't think we'd even get this far. Let's talk about some of our own pet peeves. And it just happens to make make number 11 on this. But I just told you that this drives me crazy. And this is number 11, turning without signaling.
0: There's a lot Poor of
1: Poor driving etiquette. Like making a turn without signaling will make other people on the road crazy. It often makes them have to stop short and and narrowly avoid a crash. Don't be surprised if a fellow driver flashes you with some inappropriate hand gestures if you fail to use your signals. Let me clarify what I mean by that. What I mean by that for me is I'm getting ready to make a left-hand turn.
0: Yep, and I know the street you're thinking of.
1: And somebody is coming up. They can either go straight or take a right-hand turn. You don't know. So you have to sit there and wait. And inevitably... Somebody will get right up on you and then they turn right and you're like, it's all I can do from having a little minor little road rage. And I want to say something to them, but in today's world, you don't know if they might pick out, you know, pick up a gun and shoot you and go, where's the signal? They never signal. And you've sat there and waited and waited and waited. Well, they keep
0: going and you could have went on and. Oh,
1: Yeah. yeah. That, that drives me crazy. So, and I'll tell you another one of mine. Another one of my pet peeves is people that butt in a line oh yeah now that can mean a line to go get on a, a ride to go to the movie that can be
0: a to, concert a line. concert
1: now somebody holding a line like let's just say you're going your family's going and somebody's going to get popcorn or something like that whatever the case may be and you're talking about two or three people but you've held your their spot. I get that. Yep. But just budding in line?
0: It happens every day.
1: Oh, my gosh. And, and the same thing goes for, think about it, you're in your car. This happened to me the other day, and this is why I'm thinking about it. Going to a graduation, okay? I don't know what was going on, but they had one lane of traffic that was a mile long, no lie, turning right, going into the venue that they had the graduation. Who, guess what people always want? And it doesn't matter where you go or what is going on, somebody thinks I'll outsmart them. They go all the way to the end of the line, and then they want to put their blinker on, and somebody let them in. And guess what? Somebody lets them in, but I'm the type, and this is terrible to admit, I don't want to do it. I will ride the bumper of that next car because I'm like, wait a minute. I spent 45 minutes to get to my point. You don't want to spend one. I get that.
0: I see that all the time, though.
1: So what is uh what would you say is a pet peeve of yours?
0: Well, I've I've talked about a bunch of them. Uh, pushy salespeople—that that is one of those to where if you don't want it, leave me alone. Telemarketers—that that's a pet peeve of mine. I, I didn't call you; don't bother me.
1: And have you noticed that you're getting all kind of phone calls on your phone now that look like they're coming from your own state, yep. your own county, and it's just a line that they're giving you. And it's just a pet peeve of mine is, go find a real job.
0: Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that. I guess one of those big things is, is, is cussing in public. You know, and we, we touched on that a while ago because you got kids. Have you ever been in a grocery store and people are just dropping those ugly words and there's kids around? That gets under my skin.
1: Well, or you get a little alcohol in you, and, then, and you kind of see this in young adults. They get a little alcohol in them. Like I've been at football game you know i'm a big sec i love my team have season tickets we have the same seat that we've had for the last 10 12 years but around you you may end up some of the same people that you had for a long period of time and then you may end up with a hodgepodge of folks that bought those tickets were given those tickets whatever else we've had several occasions and it just happens to be and this is not always the case but it happens to be that it's always young men and you can tell they're they're feeling no pain, and before you know it, and they're unhappy with their team as I am, you know, and then the then the words come out. We've had our kids have grown up with those seats, so and there are younger kids that are sitting around there, and boy, do they get some ugly looks, and boy, do, at some point, an older adult turns around and tells them, "You better
0: shut it up." The next thing, and it kind of goes along with all of this, of of, of the pants. Not pulled up. I can't, you know, that's just, I, oh my gosh, that makes me want to go over and pull it up for them. I can't, I can't handle it. And loud music at a gas pump. When I'm trying to pump my gas and you think I write, like rap music at 200, all cranked up, <laughs> that is not my thing.
1: Listen, we were on our trip several weeks ago traveling back and we were under the interstate getting ready to merge back on and a vehicle came up and was to the right of us. And honest to goodness, I had to put my hands over my ears because it was so loud. The bass was booming so loud. I don't know how you you know that in five years, this kid is going to have hearing aids. It happens. It's just like their world is now my world.
0: And it shouldn't be that way.
1: No. Th- th- this whole thing about respect. I think what we're trying to tell our audience is that there's, in this little article, there's 60 things. We all know there's 2,000 things that could make our list a pet peeve. But we just need everybody to live like we want them to live. Isn't that yeah, how it's that, supposed to be, Scotty?
0: That'd be better, <laughs> if it? If they
1: would do the things that we expect for them to do, we'd be happy. That's all we ask.
0: The bad news is... nobody's going to do what they're supposed to do. And the closest advice that I can give you to getting somebody to act right, well, tell their spouse. That's all it takes. I all of a sudden have the urge to talk about nags. Okay, I'm going to hush before it gets bad. Y'all have a great week. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of another episode and it's time to dim the lights and close the microphones for the day. Until another download, I'm Scotty Ray and speaking for Terry, If the creeks don't rise and the good Lord's willing, we'll be back next week.